0: More is not better. Better is better. Hey, hey, solely listeners. This is episode number 81. Dude, 80 podcasts, now 81. What? Hey, uh, this week I have a special episode for you. I um, had a little heart pull a couple of weeks ago to actually invite some of my clients to gift coaching sessions and I wanted to share the recordings with you guys and I've had a handful of clients that totally said yes and so today I'm sharing the first of those um it is a session with my client Tara and she actually came into the session feeling pretty raw and vulnerable and it's a really tender session and a nice nice deep dive um And I think it's something that many of us can relate to. Um, This is a life coaching session. It's not really about her business, um, but as we all know, a lot of our businesses are really about our lives. And so I'm excited to share this session with you. I'm thankful to Tara for opening her heart and mind. She literally is a new client of mine and was one of the first people to raise her hand and say, I'm in for one of these sessions. And um, yeah, so a couple other things before we get into the session. I did want to let you know that... We are opening the doors for Camp Star Heart, CampStarHeart.com. Right now, you are able to get the early decider price. And I like to reward people who are willing and able to decide early. And so there is a, an extremely generous price break for your ticket to Camp Star Heart. If you... Decide early. And so that is available for a short time. And I wanted to let you know so you can find out more about this amazing event where we do coaching and play and it's like summer camp for adults. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so you'll be hearing more about that over the next couple of weeks. And what else can I tell you? Oh, yeah. So I'm about to get on a plane and go to a retreat in Mexico. Super excited um, with my colleague and bestie Varian. Super excited to attend her expand retreat. I did that last year. And I did a podcast episode about lessons learned at Expand. And I'm super thrilled to be going back. Uh, A couple of reasons. One, always love Varian, always love the beach. And it seems to be timing more with my energy in the new year. And it almost feels like, even though this is only my second year of going to Expand, it almost feels like the energy of my new year is not ready to full-on launch until I've had this experience. So uh, many of my clients will be there. Um, Barry and I share quite a few clients. Um, many friends will be there, and I'm sure there will even be some new people. And so I will be thinking of you guys while this goes live, while I am somewhere in a group of 30 women, Um, sharing our hearts around expansion for 2020. Uh, I feel like there's something else I got to tell y'all. What else do I got to tell y'all? I don't know. I guess that's it. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Um, Thanks for those of you who are sharing with friends. I had a couple of people message me and let me know that someone shared the podcast with them. That always makes me so happy. I really appreciate the feedback because sometimes it's super weird. Like today, I'm not recording a live video. I'm actually talking to my computer and my microphone in this little office. (laughs) So um, yeah, that's it. So enjoy this experience of a coaching session. You get to be a fly on the wall. And one of the things that my members and clients and myself, I can listen to a coaching session and somebody else being coached and I can get so many insights that apply to my life. So as you think, not only, you know, you're not just a voyeur getting to listen in on a very private coaching session that we had permission to make public. You also can... Listen with the heart of insight and see how, while Tara has her own story and her own flavor of story, you may have a different flavor with the same energy. And so I hope you learned something about yourself in this session. If you do learn something, I'd love to hear what it is. Uh, And so without further ado, here is my live session with Tara.
1: Well... That's what we're going to coach on.
0: Okay, cool. Let me um, get my tech set up. And just so you know, I'm nervous too. I haven't done one of these in a long time. And they are something that I totally recommend um, that my clients do from time to time is get, you you don't necessarily have to do them live, but ask for volunteers um, who are willing to allow their session to be shared because it is so difficult to sell coaching and the work that we do than it is to show the experience and that sells it. And so I, I have an old, I haven't done this in four or five years. And I was like, I need my people, not just the random people that I did last time. So thank you for being the first to jump in and say, yeah, I was like free coaching for a master coach. Here (laughs) we go. I love it. So let me get my live on Facebook. It's
1: first manifestation of 2020.
0: There you go. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I have to start
1: tracking value again this year. And you've got me just out of the shower and I put on glasses instead of mascara. That's how you, I'm rolling You today. look adorable.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Okay, let's... Um, I'm going to hit go live. And then we won't see anybody's comments and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've already... <coughs> I don't need a title. Um Why does my go live button go away? Here we go. I think we're good. Let's see. It says it's streaming at my end. Oh, good. (laughs) Streaming on your end. (laughs) I'm Um, streaming. I might be. Oh, you mean the Zoom says it. Let me double check and make sure we are on Facebook. And I think that we are. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to close Facebook out so we can't see it, and then hi, let's take a couple of breaths and just connect our energies and start, uh, before we start, oh, yeah, a little mini meditation, just allow your body to relax into the chair that supports you. And begin to notice your breath. Don't judge it, just notice
1: it.
0: And begin to take it a little bit deeper into your belly, dropping in to this brave container. Brave in two ways. One, brave that you're giving this time and space to you and your heart. And two, brave that you're allowing it to be witnessed. And then all that knowing that um, this container is safe. And like Tibetan prayer flags, we release just this time together into the wind and let it carry for Spirit's highest and best for you, for me, and for anybody who happens to see this. Taking a moment to come into your own heart and your own desires for this session. Allow the tenderness to be there. And whenever you're ready, we can start.
1: <coughs> Good morning. Good morning.
0: Oh, I'm feeling pretty raw already. <laughs> it's okay. What does raw feel like? What is raw sensate like?
1: Uh, raw feels like tears coming into my eyes already. Okay. Raw feels like... Um, there's
0: lots of movement in my chest, mm. yeah. So let's listen to that movement for a second before we get all intellectual and smart. Yeah. <laughs> You're so fucking smart. Let's listen to your body. <laughs> Just a few more breaths into those tears and into that movement into your chest. And what do you notice?
1: Um, it's moved a little bit into the, the back of my chest, like the back of my heart. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like the big trap doors are opening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And are there any messages that are coming with that movement? Um, yeah, my, uh,
1: my my inner little girl mm. is showing up, wanting wanting some attention, she's really hurting.
0: Aww. Well, welcome inner little girl. I adore <laughs> little girls. Like I just want her to come and sit on my lap and let me give her a little hug. And just a reminder to you, Tara, that um even as grown ass, wise motherfucking goddess women, our little girls still need tender loving care. <laughs> I was going to ask you if we can swear, but I think I know now. <laughs> we know that we're both unfiltered. <laughs> That's why you like me. <laughs> and so, what does your little girl unfiltered need to say or express or permission to want? Oh,
1: she's mad right now. She's yeah. stomping her foot. Jeez like i i suppose my mom would call it a tantrum right like she it's like a giant tsunami of emotion mm-hmm. her? she's stomping her foot and she's crying and she's like pounding her little fists yeah and uh i don't she doesn't
0: know like she doesn't have words for what's happening yeah well, we're not your mom, and we're not going to call it a tantrum. This is, a, this is like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're able to feel your feelings. And it sounds like there's a lot pent up inside, and a lot of frustration, and look how strong your stomps are. And it's okay to let it out here. Anger is really natural emotion
1: she's um <laughs> I feel like I'm putting adult words on her um okay so she's a typical for a five-year-old she's saying it's not fair it's not fair mm-hmm. and me sort of like a translator I'm like she doesn't feel she doesn't feel seen. She doesn't feel fairly treated. She doesn't feel like she's getting this same as other people. She doesn't, yeah, like her. <laughs> this has been coming up all week. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. She, she's upset because her, her brother is getting attention and things that she's not getting.
0: Mm. So let's ask her, I mean, I heard in there that she wants to be seen. Yeah. What does she want, right? Not just in comparison to everybody else, but what does she desire, right? Underneath all that anger is desire. We want something, and especially as little girls, sometimes little boys, as women, we're told you can't want that. Your wanting is too much. And right now, I want to hear what she wants, or what you want, or whatever comes out, it's
1: oh, wow, I've been traveling through this all week. So um, she's not getting the same attention as her Mm -hmm. little brother. And what's confusing is she's never told you can't want what you want. She definitely is told, um, you know, a tantrum is not okay. That's a strong message. But um, he's getting attention from older men like my uncle and my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to participate and mm-hmm. like, it's just not, it's not happening. My uncle did this for years. He, he lived in Britain and he, and he, And I know as an adult, he was well-meaning, but he used to phone and he'd always talk to my brother and he was so charming. Oh, and tell him about the lions and the tigers and the elephants in the back garden and call my brother Gunga Din and like tell him all these wonderful, exciting, charming stories. And there were stories like that for me. Mm -hmm.
0: What do you What do you think that those? If he had given you those stories, what would that have given you? Beyond attention, inclusion. Mm-hmm. The word that comes forward. Included. What's important about being included?
1: Being seen, mm-hmm. being recognized as equal and important. Mm-hmm. That attention feels like love.
0: Mm-hmm it's frustrating when we can't get that from people around us that we want it from Mm -hmm. breathe that in it's just telling charming stories to a child no but it feels like I mean there's all those love languages right time and attention and connection right yeah Yeah, so just take a moment and just connect and appreciate yourself as a grown woman and also appreciate the little one in you for just being really clear about what she wants I like can meet her quote tantrum with more love not less I'm so glad you're showing up so glad you're asking for what you want I know it feels scary
1: <laughs> and of course I'm having the drama of doing this like <laughs> for fucking everyone to watch.
0: Get it. Every once in a while that's gonna come in and it just know that it's perfect. I mean, you and I, you've been doing this work long enough and been human long enough, and I've been doing this work long enough to know that what happens is other people feel loved and seen by you being you. And so the same thing that you and your little girl want. We give to others, and I know that feels good to you too. Mm-hmm. And so, let's talk about the adult for a minute—the adult Tara that wants attention, and acknowledgement, and to be seen. Yeah. Okay. Um, We're not pushing the little girl out. She's just still. She's still hanging, comfy, cozy, just resting. There's nothing to fix in her just letting her be heard, but i want to bring it back to the adult that i think that's the other thing too is like sometimes like oh it's the little girl that wants it well sometimes my grown ass self wants it my grown my grown self my almost 50 year old self wants it what about you uh, yeah. yeah yeah um
1: so i've been i've been asking my husband for more attention mm-hmm more physical affection, more mm. hugging, more hand holding, just to be seen, to be loved, to be appreciated. And I've I've got a lot of no's mm. or he'll often say you like kissing more than I do. I'm like so <laughs> mm-hmm. <coughs> or he'll He'll say, well, you know, I just don't feel like doing the romantic things I used to do. I don't feel like being loving and affectionate because I'm hurting and I'm not getting help. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) so as a a coach, I can actually feel it's like he takes the the focus off me and it's about him. Mm -hmm. So me and my hurting state, I have to say, okay, so how can I help you? But that leaves you thirsty. It leaves me thirsty, and this is a conversation we've had for a long time. Mm-hmm. So we're both thirsty. We're both hurting. Mm. So take a breath into that. Yeah. Oof. I knew I should grab tissue. <laughs> you
0: can grab some if you need to go get some. Yeah, I will. I'll be right back here. Okay. at least not fast this is amazing (laughs) it's all good well isn't it funny I mean we I don't know about you but I you know this stuff goes on and I think it and I get kind of coachy in it and it then it it starts piling up in the back of my throat and the top of my chest and it's like hello pay attention right Mm -hmm. and as my friend Tracy Lee always says better out than in
1: Mm -hmm. and so what do
0: you notice as you're Allowing just the story to come out. We heal ourselves through telling our stories. And I want to thank you for sharing just a slice of your story so far. And what do you notice as you release that from within you? (laughs) It.
1: I appreciate you seeing me. Mm. And. And at the same time, I'm like, and what about the situation? What about the thing that I don't want to
0: stay the same? Sure. So, what do you want to cultivate? I love it. Right. So, we want to make some change and shift. And a lot of times, you know, there's, I like to pause before the shift. And we've done that. Right. And you're right. All right. Let's cultivate. So, what do you want to cultivate? in your, in yourself.
1: (laughs) Wow. Um, I don't want to have to be self-sufficient in this. Mm. I don't want to have to just be strong and soldier on and fucking suck it up.
0: Okay, so what's the opposite of strong? I'm writing some of these down because they're good words. Strong, soldier on, (laughs) right? Those aren't your words. Those are words that somebody told you somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, What is the opposite of being strong, soldiering on and tapping it out in this context? I want to be soft. Mm -hmm. I want
1: to have
0: a gentle place to... Rest. Yeah. Oh, so fucking tender. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so, what is the most tender, (sighs) loving response you can give yourself? The softest response you can give to yourself? (sighs)
1: Um, I have a visual of being wrapped up in blankets and sitting on the couch. And I'm like, and then what?
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. It was like a a band-aid, right? Mm -hmm. Because if we move to the fix, instead of just meeting, like your heart is sad. You want a a shift in your relationship. Uh, It's so frustrating when we're like, this with our beloved and they're still our beloved but it's like our desires are polar opposites oh, it's really frustrating and it's scary because then it's like all those little those little thoughts that come in that, that make you feel oh my god maybe i chose the wrong person and we're going to break up or all my you know all the rejection all the bullshit comes flooding in when we bump yeah. up against desires Yeah,
1: I was literally thinking if I can't get what I need from him, then maybe this, maybe I need to be with somebody else. Yeah. I have this thought that is gross that I'm not proud of. And I'm like, well, maybe what would be better about being single is at least I have hope I can find someone Mm. who will be there for me in the way that I want. As if he won't shift and he won't meet me.
0: Well I do. Right. And so all of those are valid at some point in the journey. And are there more like you said, it's like a band-aid. It's like a the drawbridge closes instead of <laughs> instead of it's like skipping over. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So if we don't skip over and you meet yourself and you meet your fears with that softness. How can you give yourself in this moment what you want from your husband? I'm not saying that's forever, but in this moment,
1: I can tell myself that it's okay to to be like this, to feel like this, Mm -hmm. to have these needs that part of me says,
0: like, suck it up. It's not a big deal. Right, but we want to do the opposite of suck it up. Because that, that's, that's the other thing. Um, the suck it up is the defending protective energy. And if there were nothing to protect, if it was okay to totally break and melt and hurt, how would Tara meet Tara? Knowing that I'm here, you're not alone, right? I, I really heard that you don't want to be self-sufficient. And any time in anything you don't have to be completely self-sufficient but we have to be with self first you know that right yeah like we have to give ourselves an element of that before we can cultivate it um, it's fucking annoying <laughs> right like it's like oh <laughs> so much easier to make them fix it all for me <laughs> um
1: So I, there's a viral video that went around and I don't know if you've seen it, but, um, there's a little girl, she's two Mm -hmm. and she had like a full on raging meltdown and her dad sits there Mm -hmm. and he just sits and waits and holds space and he's so patient Mm -hmm. and I, um, like the video itself is such music and it's and it's lovely because she's really cracking up. And I read I read the post that he read about it. Because if you just watch the video, it's like I've cried every time I've watched it. It's mm. and um but he read or he wrote he's actually trained in holding space and mm. a certain amount of human development, which is probably why and I guess she actually He talked about what had happened leading up. She'd had too much screen time and she'd been sick and this and travel and Christmas and blah, 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 right? And um, Thanksgiving's a little bit older than Christmas. And um, like he said, he said he started filming when she was about 10 minutes in because he was like, she's really going to go for it. Like she's got stuff to move. And he said it went on for 45 minutes, mm-hmm. like this fall, everything she had, she needed to move through. And I could see even as she went to him for cuddles, she was still like pounding on him, right? She was still in that stage of moving stuff through her and needing the tenderness. <laughs> and was the way that he was so patient and non-judgmental and mm-hmm. she got to meet her fully. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's what I want. Like, I want to just be able are. to have those emotions. They're not pretty. They're not good girl emotions. They're like, I can't even put my finger on it of what I'm feeling, why I'm so upset
0: you don't need to put your finger on it and they're not bad girl emotions and they are beautiful, right? But you're right. We haven't been trained in that. And how lucky was that little girl to especially have a man that can hold that space. I remember seeing a, a, a Tony Robbins <laughs> video. This is <laughs> not an endorsement, but it, it was at a time in my own marriage when we were struggling with something and it was some relationship thing. And, I remember, you know, the husband and the wife are sitting at different areas of the room. He brings them both up on stage and they don't, they can't even sit in the room together. They're so pissed off at each other. Right. And he did something where he's like, I want you to stand here. And he told the wife, he's like, I want you to let him have it. And he told me, you know, man, I just want you to stand here. She starts letting him have it and it's really light. And then it gets harder and harder and harder. Next thing you know, she's beating on his chest and he starts to bow up and he's like, no, take it. And I just, I just, I just lost it. (laughs) Because I think, right? So tell me what that's bringing up in you. Just the idea of having somebody just to, you give them everything you've got and it will not break them. They don't run, they don't react.
1: That is the ultimate stress Mm. for me. Yeah. Cannot be abandoned
0: Mm. when you're behaving badly. Right. So I'm gonna make a request. And I know that you're, it's a subtle thing, right? Like when we do the behaving badly, I know that that's what the world says. Can you find, that's the world's phrase, but we keep telling it to your brain. And so your brain keeps hearing it outside of the emotion. What what does grown, wise, loving Tara call that? She doesn't call it a tantrum and she doesn't call it behaving badly
1: the visual I have for it is it's like waves in a storm. Right.
0: It's like the weather of emotion. Yeah. It's just in the weather. The weather is, the weather is doing its thing.
1: Yeah. Even as I said that, I was like, weather's natural. Why would you? (laughs) Right. Well, I was going to say, why would you be pissed off at a storm? Because a tornado wiped out your house. That's why. But yeah, right. Like it's, fucking weather there's no point raging at weather there's no point telling
0: whether to suck it up or behave. no there's not right can you imagine telling a storm like fuck you you better get better yeah it's like oh I'm gonna leave you if you don't behave nicely yeah right instead of like we'll just we'll deal with it we'll meet it
1: yeah That's what this is. This is the weather of my emotions.
0: Yeah. So, sweetheart, how have you abandoned your own emotions, right? Like, we want other people to hold them, but we shove them down. I'm the abandoner of my emotions. I'm the one who runs for my own fucking emotions, and I want him to meet it. I can't even meet it. Yeah. 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 And so this is why, sweetheart, this this is really a magic elixir i you know your husband is not in this hot seat with us mm-hmm. um i am not a relationship expert i know quite a few but i i did hear john Weinland say one time that polarity is actually really good for the relationship and you know i was comparing myself to all these other things <laughs> that i thought i saw and i was literally doing the same you know a similar version of what you're doing and i was like oh really like, I'd never even considered that, that this might be the healthiest thing ever for your relationship is to have this crisscross bond. Okay. Huh. Huh.
1: Huh. Huh.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just going to take that on board. And no. Chew on it. Chew on it. <laughs> I, like, like, for a second, right? Isn't that funny? Because we can't even imagine until a new thought comes in. I don't know if it's true or not. I have no idea. I'm not a fortune teller. But let's say that it were. Let's say that this brought up this weather. What's the payoff? Of the... It's like, like one of those big red X's on those TV shows. The game just... <laughs> every time I go near my husband... Eh, you. You eh.
1: that. literally gone to it's stuff. It's that's stirring
0: hilarious. up the weather, right? It's huh. stirring up the weather. And now that we know that the weather is holy and miraculous... And we've been taught to fear it, but it just is. Then what, Tara? Um,
1: well, what's great about a storm is that calm and peace mm. that comes after. Mm. That The way that everything is clean. You know, it, maybe it's kind of trashed. <laughs> but, um, you know, the rain stops, the waves settle down. You can assess the damage. You start getting to work fixing things and cleaning it up and sweeping and rebuilding. But mm-hmm. there's a sense of, whew, it's passed by.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now we can see what's happening, oh, what man. we have to do. All
0: right. There's no false sense of security after a really tumultuous storm. Yeah. Yeah, it's...
1: Yeah, there's just a big out after a storm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, at least now we know what we're dealing with. Yeah.
0: And so there's this little girl that wants to be seen and there's this grown woman that wants to be seen and touched and held. Mm -hmm. And so seeing and touching and holding your own storm, holding your own beautiful emotions. is there space cultivated for you to navigate your own storms before sharing them with anybody else? (laughs) I just
1: feel like I've been doing it on my own for a long time. Right.
0: And, um, I love you. And I'm going to tell you that that's, (laughs) that's a defense mechanism. I get it. I, I, we're into fucking pendant, but our demands is it, Going through that suck it up place is different from meeting your own emotions with the softness and the tenderness. Surrendering to yourself, surrendering to spirit in that way is what cultivates it from the outside in, right? And so, I, I the reason I can speak to it is because I know it. I, you're an Enneagram 7, aren't you? I have no idea. Ah. Uh. Well, you like happy and you like fun and you like joy and margaritas. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Although my answer is who the fuck doesn't. But okay.
0: <laughs> well, a lot of, and maybe you're not an Enneagram 7, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but the, if there's a, the part of the personality that, you know, we like things to be good and we like them to be happy and fun. And, and it's a way that we outsource our emotions. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't do it through too much booze or drugs or too much Amazon shopping or gambling, but we we'll do it in this positivity, this coachy way, this good girl way. Good girl, suck it up buttercup is a way to outsource the feeling of the emotions. And yet then we get, we have the right to be pissed off because our lovers can't hold our emotions. We can't even hold them and we're not holding them, sweetie we say oh I'm doing it all alone no we're not we haven't even gone there for ourselves it's scary as fuck because it's not familiar what's familiar is bypassing them and shoving them and down pressing them and bitching at our husbands about it does any of that resonate can you see You can, you can disagree.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm tapping into a pillar of loneliness. Yeah. Like, wow. And it's um, the loneliness of my 30s. Mm-hmm. My first fiance left me when I was 30. Mm-hmm. And um, we weren't doing very well, but he did walk out three months before the wedding. Mm -hmm. and it pulled the rug out from under me. It really did. It really... It never crossed my mind he would leave. Never. Mm -hmm. Not for a minute did it it cross my mind he would leave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he did. And, And... Basically, I was like single or dating or in relationships that obviously weren't going to be lifelong for 11 years before I met my husband. That's a long fucking time Mm -hmm. (sighs) to be soldiering on, I guess. (laughs) Funny, I don't think I've said that in about decades, twice today. But I just remember how lonely Mm. I
0: felt. During that time. And then when we're married, we're not supposed to feel lonely anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I met him, he saw me and he did things for me that no one had ever done. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, the shine came off or whatever. shine always comes off.
0: Right, fuck. Always comes off. Yeah. Like, biologically, chemically, the shine is different. But I think that's the thing, sweetheart. Like, I so feel that being left. And we make up that when we find our beloveds, it won't happen again. Yeah. And so subconsciously i don't i can't i've never been living your life but i know after my husband left when i first got married to my current husband i didn't even know i was doing it but i was like leave leave i double dog dairy you're going to leave anyways like i didn't even realize if you if you said i was doing it i was like no i'm not but I, and I was at the same time I was like this, right? Yeah. This <laughs> right, right. What are you really afraid of, Tara? Oh my God.
1: And I'll get so attached and I'll trust him that he won't leave and that he will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) I'm afraid he'll leave. I'm not just afraid that he'll leave. I'm afraid that first I'll lean in and be so deeply tender. Mm
0: -hmm. And what would that mean if you left and were tender and then he left? I mean, you leaned in and were tender and you spilled your heart. You gave him your ugly, <laughs> and he left. What, what do you think, what is your brain, your protective self-makeup that, that means? I'm just afraid of
1: how much that would hurt. Mm. It's fear.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you forgotten how resilient you are? Like, you've actually been through that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I
1: grew cancer in my thyroid in that. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fucking intense. Yeah. I don't know if emotion
0: stuck and swirly in me that it turned into cancer. So let's... Let me... Let me, let me ask you one question. I don't want to forget about this question, but I have like a little side parking lot too that's oh. also important. What do you make up in your mind? We don't know for sure. But when you and your husband are this way, energetically, however it shows up emotionally, but you're wanting different things, what do you make up in your mind that he's most afraid of?
1: <laughs> I think he's... Um... I think he's actually afraid of exactly the same thing. Oh, interesting, right? Honestly, if I feel it really deeply, I think he is afraid that he does lean in hard, that he does get deeply attached, and that I leave anyway. He's mm -hmm. been divorced. He actually mentioned last night he's... Not sure if this marriage is going to last last longer than his first one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, "Oh, is that your is that your goal for this marriage?"
0: <laughs> well, it's when our when our protective self is afraid. Yeah, I used to be a rager. A what? A rager. You don't. Here's what's so funny. You have no clue what my story is around this. That's what I love about you being newer newer to my world. Uh huh. I've I've lived a very similar story. I've been left. He didn't wait until he didn't do it before the wedding. But I came home one day and he left, and I was terrified. That was my I mean my dad was a leaver. Men left, men cheated, and and then guess who got the brunt of that? Me. I gave it to myself and to my husband. Uh And one day I in the middle of that tension, I said, "What am I afraid of?" And that's what I gave to my partner. Instead of the, I would give rage. Right. Literally. So everybody, sometimes people give sarcasm. Some people give bitchiness. Some people shut down. Some people give excess tears. Some of us give intellectual communication. I gave fuck you, screams, yells, rage. But instead of that, I said, hold on, let me go to the bathroom. What am I afraid of? being left just like you the same emotions and tears and they're tender and they're still attached to that little girl and they're raw because that fear hasn't been met and there's a difference between the fear being met and the event happening we don't have to have the event happen to meet the fear are you tracking with me there on that one because yeah yeah And the other thing I did, because there were two people in that argument, was what might he be afraid of? Oh, being left. (laughs) And so now we look at this and we realize there's just two people that have navigated all kinds of life and love and it hadn't worked out so well in the past. And what naturally would a protective being a being who's in protective mode do <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be
1: defensive yeah, right you're gonna hide your soft underbelly mm-hmm. <laughs> I just had a vision of a hedgehog of all things yeah you're gonna hedgehog
0: okay. yeah nobody wants to kiss a hedgehog <laughs> well Everybody wants to kiss a head and tell them because they're so cute, but still. You go in and you get prickled. Yeah. All right. And then you got, like you said, the little underbelly, Rocky will, my little Boston Terrier will just lay and his little belly is so pink and soft. And that's exactly what I do. I want to kiss it. And so tell me about softness in the middle of this... Weather.
1: Um, <clears throat> as we were talking, a the under fear, the opposite fear came up is okay, so I get I lean in hard, I'm in so deep and nothing changes. I'm still can you hear that my furnace just came on beside us
0: okay my dog's snoring it's all good life (laughs) happens while coaching
1: (laughs) um i'm just like what if what if i get that much more tender and more vulnerable and still nothing changes then what
0: what if you leave What if I leave?
1: Um, <laughs> uh, the vision I just had is—I um, don't know if you do this or if anyone in your family does this. Like a, a vase or something is is broken and is and they glue it back together, mm-hmm. right? And right now, I just—I have this vision of this vase or bowl. That's been broken and glued back together a whole bunch of times. And I finally drop it on the floor and it's like, just fucking smashed. that. Mm-hmm. That's
0: what would happen
1: if I, no more gluing back together.
0: Mm, they're a little defensive too. Yeah. Fuck this game. I'm out. And so, right. So I can see there's like an energetic, there's like this tube. Sometimes my, the things that show up in my head are weird. There's a tube and then there's this little bulge where all this energy is stored. This defensive energy is stored. And the more we meet it with intellect and defense and old stories, it just, it's all there. Twisted in knots. And so I want to yeah. go, I want to go before we kind of release that I, I want to actually take you to your greatest fear. Awesome. <laughs> I know. It's so fun. Well, I think, I think what we do is we play these scenarios, but we don't tell the end of the story. We just stop at the climax. And can you imagine a movie? Like our brain needs climax. It wants, it wants the cognitive dissonance because that keeps things exciting. And so if movies started out great and in the middle was great, there would yeah. no end. We'd be bored to fucking tears. True. And so you, whether you know it or not, you want this in your marriage too. <laughs> Sorry. Most human beings want it in our yeah, businesses. That's... Right. But, yeah. um, Thanks. They're <laughs> so, a
1: good fucking news. Thank so, you.
0: So one or two, I know, I'm so positive. <laughs> one or two things <laughs> happens. You and your husband Work it out, you get all sexy, sexy again, all your needs are met, and he walks outside and gets hit by a fucking bus, Tara. So he leaves anyways, or stays the same. You decide it's what you don't want, he doesn't want it, and y'all decide to divorce. Then what? By the way, I have an energetic container around this imagination scenario. We are not creating this in the world, we're just solving the problem. If the problem were to happen, how would you solve it? Um, so interesting. Those
1: energetically feel differently. Um, being killed is not a choice. Leaving is a choice, and getting killed is not personal. Leaving is a like you're killing the marriage on purpose. Mm. I remember when my first fiancé left, I was like, I feel like this would be easier if he had died.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, um, I feel like that's a weird response, but... No, I, I totally get it. I think yeah. it's a good distinction to make, right? It yeah, really he helps me. He be- because he wanted to, because
1: he chose to. He left me because something beyond his control happened.
0: Um. So it's not being left that you're really afraid of. It's being unchosen. Yes. Oh my God. I understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Breathe that in. Rejection. It's more than rejection. It's unchosing. It's like, I chose you. Oops. I'm unchoosing. Like rejection can be somebody seeing our marketing and be like, yeah, she's not for me. But once we've been chosen and then unchosen, that shit goes deep. Yeah. It's the ultimate rejection. Take a breath into that for a minute. And where does it sit in your body? Ooh, in stomach. Yeah. And what color, size, and shape is it? Holy, it is hard.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh... Ooh. Round-ish, dark.
0: Uh, I'm trying to see if it has a temperature. I think it's just the same temperature as everything else. And what is it? What message does it have for you before it's released?
1: Oh, holy! It's mean. So much awful self-talk. Mm. You're not worthy. Mm. I, I like it, it, just a bunch of versions that mean you're yeah. not worthy. You're yeah.
0: not worthy. Yeah. So it's unchoosing you. What what does it need to release? What color does it need to release? Not any intellectual thing, but what color or energy does it need to release?
1: <laughs> it. <tough>. Sorry, Rocky. <laughs> <coughs> it it needs to be held. It needs mm. to be loved.
0: Like, I actually need to hold it to my heart. Mm. Um, You need to hold it to your heart. It's not something your husband can do, right? Can you see this? Can you see, sweetheart, how we are the ones who reject ourselves? We're the ones who unchoose us. And so you get to choose you moment by moment by moment, tender, soft choices, not those bitchy old mom voice or whoever, you know, not bad girl. The ones that say, I choose you, sweetie. I choose to feel you. I choose to hold you. I choose to watch the storm with you. I choose a soft underbelly. Just imagine that softness and holding that thick pit in your stomach. It's it's interesting that I could actually pull it out of me fairly easily. Well. It's like, it's a separate thing somehow. Tell me about that.
1: Uh,
0: Trust whatever's coming up. It's,
1: uh, it's interesting that I can pull it out. Like it's. It was, and it was easy to remove. Like once I could see it, once I realized what it needed, that it needed this attention and holding, it was very like, it's right there. And it feels like a separate thing. Mm. Like something I picked up or learned that got installed. It almost feels like an alien or in the energy work, we might call it, like a dark entity or
0: Mm, What if you trust that wisdom, right? Like that's part of the beauty of talking to these. When we we hone in not on our thoughts, we hone in on these little pockets of energy, they got some serious subconscious wisdom for them. And what if this is actually a pretty gentle strip for you? Yeah. I love Matt Kahn's phrase, whatever is going on, you deserve more love, not less. And so imagine giving that to yourself and then giving that to your marriage. You cannot give your softness to your husband when you're not giving it to yourself. And you are not Um, going to get softness from your husband by giving prickle. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it is scary to be the one to give the soft underbelly first. I don't care what you give to him. I care what you give to you. (laughs) Um, It's so
1: interesting. What I've done a lot in the past is, and told my clients to do this, suggested it for them as a practice. Um, I have invited fear to the table. Mm -hmm. Like I envision myself at a banquet table. I envision fear gets the Mm -hmm. chair beside Mm -hmm. me and I give it the best meat, the best food. And I talk to it. I engage with it. I'm like, I want to know you. I want to know about you. Like, Treat it like the most honored guest rather than that fucker that keeps banging on the window. Right. And so it transformed from this hard stone thing. When I put it at my honored seat, like, okay, who are you? Like... Let me feed you. Let me mm. treat you with the best hospitality I have. It's actually starting to get form a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Instead of just a dark thing, it's not fully transformed. I can't fully understand it and see it, but like it's starting to get arms. It's starting to become a human. I can't, I don't know yet what it's from. Um, I think probably it's right back to that little girl Mm -hmm. who felt unchosen by the men in her family.
0: Mm -hmm. Because we never learn to choose ourselves, no matter who, men or women. And we're a new generation of women teaching other people how to choose ourselves and not with the middle finger. I love the middle finger, but that's that's the default, right? There's nothing wrong with being bitchy, but there's there's something under there, right? There's the softness. And so when you give that little girl the softness that she never got, the acknowledgement, the validation, seeing her emotions, that's transformative. Thich Nhat Hanh says about anger, and I stole it and changed the word anger. He says, you know, they're their anger. I see you. I won't leave you. I am here for you. And so when we meet at that table and we say, welcome, I am here for you. I will not leave you. Instantly the guard goes down. Imagine never unchoosing you, never leaving yourself.
1: And that's the reassurance I'm, I'm seeking. That's the trust I'm looking for. <sighs> that's what it
0: is. And you have, I am. Dorothy, you had it in you all along. <laughs> We've just been trained to make... So here's, here's what I also know. And I'm also conscious of time because I think you have an appointment with your own client. Oh, yeah, you're right. So uh, this is the other thing. It, nothing has to be wrapped up in a bow. It's just a process. So The process is gorgeous. And now you have a new ingredient to remember things you already know. I didn't tell you or coach you anything you don't know. You know that your deepest fear is being unchosen. And so... Spend some time walking and talking and listening to that fear and holding her hand. And what I do know happens when we learn how to nurture ourselves. Now, if we've been neglected, we have a fear against that because we're sick of it. Just know, know that those can coexist. You can both be resentful of having to take care of yourself and you can also be soft in taking care of yourself. And when we are soft, what happens is the world around us responds. These are not the droids you're looking for. It literally is like the force. (laughs) When I am the one who thinks I'm sexy, my husband thinks I'm sexy. When I am the one who trusts myself, trust shifts. When I am the one who meets myself, the response from him is totally different. It's like fucking magic. Now you can't use the magic without doing the work, but trust me, the magic works. It's, it's the phrase, who we be creates the world. And so your job is to just meditate on being so present for all the shadow, holding space for that and seeing what will transform.
1: What feels true? <laughs> what feels true? Um, the first snap response
0: was, "Everything I need is within me." Isn't it funny but how we roll true. our eyes at that, even though it is true? And <laughs> oh, shit, I gotta do it all myself. Um,
1: <laughs> the other phrase that came up during this session was wherever you go, there you are. Um, but leaning into the meat of both of those, mm-hmm. there's actually a deep, deep truth. And this, like this sadness, this fear mm-hmm. of being unchosen. Mm-hmm is something that we i like this this is my work Mm -hmm. to do Mm -hmm. that's not for someone else i mean how fantastic that i've just realized i can invite it to the table and sit with it Mm -hmm. and let it tell me what it needs to tell me it's not a fucking alien it's not a dark entity Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a guest that I never wanted to
0: invite
1: mm-hmm. and my job now
0: is to be a good host and I know how to do that right and, and it will be a good I- guest right like it won't be an asshole guest it, it's so funny when we look fear in the eye it all of a sudden it softens it doesn't get bigger it gets bigger when we don't pay attention to it when we tell it to fuck off or we blame it on another person, it gets bigger because it's like, will you pay attention to me? And then it's like a little kid at the grocery store. You know, I always picture the kids screaming. And as soon as we get down, eye level, we're like, I see you. I am here for you. It goes. Oh. Yeah. I love you. I know you are, we're over and you have an appointment. That's why I'm ending abruptly. Follow back <laughs> up with me. I don't want to leave you hanging. You are safe. I'm holding the energy oh, I, in a container. I haven't had a coach I, I, before, like, open me up. Bye, gotta go.
1: <laughs> well, I, no, actually, I truly have landed in that place just after the storm. And I'm mm. like, oh, okay. I see the cleanup. Yeah. I don't know how to push a broom.
0: Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. That's the work. Yeah. Beautiful. Both you and your little one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see there goes my husband printing something <laughs> anything it's else before perfect. we close out no. thank, you. No, thank you follow thank up you. let me know how you are after this I mean, I've while.
1: probably been in eight billion coaching sessions <laughs> there's always something new well, I was like, "What? What am I going to coach on? I have to talk to my coach. What am I going to
0: coach on?" Oh, hey, the journey not over till six feet under, right? Like, I mean, that's the—that's actually the excitement. Yeah, that we keep having. We have an interesting journey instead of a boring one. All kinds of twists and turns. And You're doing a fabulous job traveling. Thank you. Well, if there's anything yeah. I'm good at, It's traveling. <laughs> I love you, sweetie. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you for this. My pleasure. See you soon. Bye-bye. Ciao. So, wasn't that amazing? I think it is so fascinating how we have learned to cope with all of our fears in our lifetimes and was having an amazing discussion with another one-on-one client today about just don't want to be rejected and there are so many things that divide us and it is so easy for both our psychological systems and our nervous systems I was going to say neurological but the combination of all of our biology that is set out to protect us and keep us safe and acknowledging that we just want to be chosen and that so many unconscious behaviors are driven by fear and having that awareness And bringing breath and softness to it, what then can we gently and lovingly shift so that we may create instead of fight, flight, freeze, or froth? Hey, if you want to know what frothing is, go to AllisonCrow.com and sign up for the freebie. There is um, an article on there for how to feel good and how to feel bad. With that, um, one last little call to Camp Starheart, campstarheart.com. We have already sold 22 tickets and there's only about that many left. So would love for you to jump on in, be an early decider. Um, We'll be spending some time in the private Facebook group for the the attendees of the 2020. So would love to um, just share some proximity and connection with you there if you decide to join early. Um, One of the things we also do is as people join early, Uh, a lot of times roommates end up connecting so that they can share the cost of the hotel venue, which is super affordable anyways. Um, But this is a real community event. And even if you're brand new, you are welcome. So you can find out more about Camp Starheart, what it is, see some images from past years, find out who the guest speakers are, and what the theme is. Super excited about the theme this year at www.campstarheart.com. All right. Peace out, gang. See you next week. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work Show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.